Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we assemble to explore the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. In this, our sixth season, we are looking at The Avengers. I'm Andy Nelson from the Next Real Film Podcast. And I'm Pete Wright. And today, Hulk always comes out on top. (laughs) That's right. Today, we are talking about Minute 101, which begins with Loki's periodic reminder about the Chitauri and ends with Tony acknowledging Loki's army may, in fact, exist. Back on the show, we have Marvelous Tay from Twitch TV. Hello. Hello. Long time no see. I feel like we haven't talked in long. It's been way too long. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We are coming in, uh, continuing our conversation, the confrontation of egos between Tony and Loki. Uh, This is, uh, you know, we kind of cut off in minute 100 with, uh, with Loki talking about the Chitauri, once again, reminding people that they're coming. And uh, and then, of course, Tony responds, this is where we get the title of the film in dialogue. Pete, your favorite thing. Tony says, the Avengers, it's what we call ourselves. You know, I've decided I've decided that if Tony Stark says it, it's OK. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> this doesn't bug me at all. Like no. when he says it. And it's the name of the team, right? And also we get the Earth's Mightiest Heroes drop, which is yes. also fantastic. It's great. And it's perfect that he said that because he was the only one that kept pushing away. He wanted nothing yeah. to do with it. He it was still salty that they, you know, the shield called him not easy to play with. So he was all like, Oh, you hurt my feelings. That was my ego. You just tarnished it. Thank you. And now he finally accepts that he is a part of a boy band. Is one, one girl getting one band. girl? It is a boy band, which is an added uh <laughs> yeah, you know, right. BA kind of a chiquita like and go hard right. on the base. Um, he finally accepts it and goes, all right, now I'm here for it. Let's do it. Well, the, the way that he says it also is like, yeah, I'm in it. And it's kind of a little dismissive. Like, yeah, I know it's kind of a lame thing, but you know, I fully accepted it now. And I think that's what also makes it so perfect. And, and we don't have any traction. Like, (laughs) it takes us a while to get any traction. Like, I just love how low-key he is about the whole thing. It's really, really funny. It's perfect, Graham. I think all of that plays into exactly the way he is doing this, uh, this, uh, the confrontation with Loki, where he's coming about it in a way where, uh, you know, again, he's saying he's threatening him, but it hasn't been very threatening. And even here, he's not, it, it, he's threatening him, but in the least threatening ways, like, yeah, it's kind of this, you know, this, this thing that we have, we're still yeah. trying to get traction. Like, it's so dismissive of the whole thing while uh, being really as, I mean, as you said, in, in uh, minute 100, Pete, the idea that he's telling him exactly what they have and what they're going to do. Yeah. And it, he lays it all out. This is something we talked about when Tony was just on the helicarrier for the first time, and he was walking around the bridge, and he was putting the little uh, the hacking listening devices on all the computers, but he was doing so in such a gregarious and kind of like uh, uh, lackadaisical way that, you know, I, I, I feel like I likened that to Drunken Master, right, to... Um, this is Tony's Kung Fu. It's, I'm going to do a thing right in front of your face, and you're not even going to know it's happening until it's done. And I think that's just the magic of of the consistency of Robert Downey Jr.'s portrayal of this character, that it continues to develop, and he uses his tool again and again and again. It's the equivalent of your favorite Black Widow's uh, tears, that it it's like uh, her, like, this is his, 
superpower. He has the suit, but his superpower is kind of like misleading charisma. Which is similar to what Loki does, which is great. Yeah. But they do understand each other as they yeah. do have similar qualities. Which is interesting because at the same time, because of that, Loki also doesn't recognize what Tony mm-hmm. is actually yeah. doing. Like he, no. he, his ego, his belief, his overconfidence is too big that he can't understand that Tony actually has this ulterior motive, which he's trying to do by putting these bracelets on and kind of getting himself ready to suit up to go at him. Oh yeah, and and, and Tony knows exactly where where to strike him. And the first thing he says, and this is why I think the writing was great. He brings up Thor first. Yeah. That was the first thing he brings up. And he knows that that will, will take him off instantaneously. And you, you can see it, which I loved how Tom Hiddleston did it. He's just kind of like, oh, okay, great. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> well, especially you're right, because he calls him your brother first and yeah. then the demigod, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because your family crap is more important even than all the stuff you're trying to do here, right? Yes. You have issues with your brother and mm-hmm. that's going to be an undoing. Right. And and without Tony really knowing this, but at the same time, if Thor is upset, Daddy is gonna be extra mad. So you make you know you make his favorite son mad. Mm-hmm. Uh uh-uh. uh. Especially the actions what happens in Thor. I mean, mm-mm. oh, he's mad. It is such a smart way to kind of um, set him off right away. And and as you said, just kind of that look that that Tom Hiddleston does there. It's just like. It is so perfect that, like, oh, God, that guy, he just won't stop being the thorn in my side perpetually. It's it's oh, just it's perfect. perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and no doubt about it. This is a su- this is a superpower of Tignataro is writing dialogue like this. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, yeah. this is what he does uh, better than so many is making sure that we can communicate a lot in a little and doing it out of the side of your face, right? Like this is, mm-hmm. this is fantastic wit. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. Cause it has still that, like that big brother, small, you know, little brother personality as like, Oh, the big one, all everyone's favorite. And here's me on the sidelines. Like, and this is Loki's moment. Like, okay, now I'm the big brother and Tony is rubbing my big brother in my face right when I'm having my moment. This is it. I'm about to rule the universe and you're taking that away from me. Yeah. By saying that one I, word, I your brother. still can't live up to yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he goes into the super soldier, a living legend who kind of lives up to the legend. And what was interesting, I, I just was reading um, something that Robert Downey Jr. had said about like his character's reaction to Steve Rogers in this film, because we've talked about it a lot over the course of like since they came together and how like there is this angle that Tony really seems irritated and like unsure like what why what did people see in you why are you this this guy that people looked up to like he always has some gripe about uh about steve all through this and what what uh robert downey jr had actually said about the way that he was playing the character and the way that he saw it is that that he saw or that tony sees steve as the big brother that he can never (laughs) quite live up to no. And interestingly, like in this moment of talking about brothers, he talks about, um, you know, Loki's brother first, and then he brings up Steve. And this is exactly how it is in these situations. Like when he's talking to Steve, he's 
um, there's more um, abrasiveness in his uh, dialogue because it's that brotherly thing of butting heads. Mm-hmm. But here, when he's talking to Loki about him, he's really like being honest about like, this is how I see this person who I see as this brother of mine. He is this legend and he kind of lives up to that. And I actually think that there's like that great um, delineation in the way that he's portraying Steve um, in this particular situation here. Oh, it's perfect. Because in a sense, both Loki and Tony, both their brothers are not really related. In a sense, they're not related. They're both distant. But they, once again, Tony, without really knowing, understands Loki's, you know, personality and why he is the way he is and why he has this big ego. Because as his father, um, kept hyping up Thor the entire childhood and he needed to build that ego to be, to be, to be seen. And that's saying with Tony, he needed that big ego to be seen higher than Steve, that Howard kept like, oh, Captain America, my my first love or whatever. Um, <laughs> he, he needed that ego to kind of counteract that, you know, big love and praise that the other have, have given. Yeah, it's quite it's quite great. Honestly, once again, writing's fantastic. Yeah. And this is an interesting also just a, the it's an interesting moment the way that that Tony brings in Thor, Captain America, Hulk or Bruce, the man with breathtaking anger management issues, the master, the two master assassins like he kind of lists everybody. But it's interesting and I I I, I find it to be an interesting methodology that he has in pitching this to uh, Loki, knowing that. Bruce fell off the ship. Thor fell off the ship. At this point, he really doesn't know if either of them are alive. If they are, will they actually be joining them? So there's like this level of, we've been talking about egos and everything. There's this level of braggadocio also that he has, where as far as he knows, it's only him, Steve, Natasha, and Clint that are coming. But I do think that it's so interesting that he uses them in his spin against Loki right here. It's funny, too, that he doesn't like I, I mean, I totally get that. It's a, a, another one of those like sleight of hand bits, especially his last line. I thought the beast had wandered off. Here's Loki calling him on it. And the first thing he says is, yeah, yeah, you're missing the point, yeah. <laughs> which is like Tony at some level, just like he has confidence that Jarvis is going to have the Mark seven ready, has confidence that at some point everybody's going to come back together. I feel like that's one of the things that we're getting out of this speech, that is, if he's going to out himself as a member of the Avengers, he has to have some level of confidence that the Avengers will be a thing, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, trust and confidence. Yeah, even though in his in his litany of Avengers, he does seem to toss off a couple of massive assassins, or of, of, uh, what does he say, Of, of master assassins, like, you know, everybody else gets a big line, but Clint and Natasha don't seem to get <laughs> yeah, a lot of praise. Clint and Natasha are also present. <laughs> which, is, which is hilarious as Clint, if you go through the history of Marvel, I know every fan knows this, but whenever Clint's in one of the other teams, they end up winning, and if Clint's not there, they end up losing. Nobody has ever brought that up. Really? Oh, nobody is. I don't think anybody's if ever brought that up. you go through the entire uh, Infinity Saga, you look at the tally rank of like, okay, when Hawkeye was in this one, they won. When he's not, they lost. Even in Civil War, he was on the winning team. Oh, so funny. he really has funny. been winning every time, and especially in this movie, he takes the Avengers down. 
Like, it's nothing. The guy's wicked smart. Like, I don't understand how they undermined him because he is intelligent. Little dude, he is—he is such a—he's a—he's made the brunt of so many jokes, and that's the funny thing. Like to your point, it's made even funnier that he's actually useful. Yeah. he's practically useful mm-hmm. it, when he doesn't even seem to have that confidence himself. No, yeah, no, right. but every time he's in a, in a war, he ends up. Yeah, it's a winning every that's time. Really funny. That's really it's funny. It's hilarious. Just like Infinity War, he wasn't there, and they lost an Endgame. They won. This is actually also the point where Tony kind of reveals to Loki, and I'm surprised Loki doesn't say anything, but he reveals to Loki that he's not under your mind control anymore. Um, like yeah. that, that didn't come up at all, but um, I, I guess it's That's when he point. when he yeah. brings that up, like it's interesting that Loki doesn't like there's not a reaction shot of like, oh, you know, because it's that first line he says in that, that first second, that minute. Is that you know the Tatari tribe is coming? What do I have to fear? Yeah, the the big yeah. baddies is now here, and he knows that with that tribe, really with that one, it doesn't matter he, if he has Hulk on his team or not. It's over. You know they are an aggressive tribe. Yeah, they believe their mindset. They believe that they are the immune system of the universe. They believe that they can cleanse it, which is quite funny because in the comics. Uh, they do help the Nazis in World War II to give them tech. Right. Yeah, they, it's kind of a different Chitauri in the comics, right? It's the, they're shapeshifters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they do believe that they can cure the entire universe, which is what also Thanos also believes as well, why they kind of worked well with each other. And especially after Thanos, at least in the book that I mentioned last episode, great read because we'll see them again in let's see i'm trying to remember where else we see the chart chatari other than here we see them uh with thanos they're cleansing quote um wakanda forever uh wakanda war the war on wakanda um well wakanda for sure but uh um it's oh when he gets um gamora's home world right yes that's in infinity war that's the chatari that he's with mm-hmm. correct yeah because so in the book, like I said, in the book, which once again, please read it, it really shines so much light in this entire like MCU story with Thanos. Uh, Remind us again what the name of it is? It was called Thanos Titan Consumes by uh, Barry like Liga, I think is how you pronounce his last name. Great to read. I loved it. He, he ends up uh, meeting up with them after battling some peeps in Asgard was weak. You know, they end up seeing that they both have similar like ideologies and they team up, you know, then it's like, help me conquer the universe to clean it and I'll help you find a planet that, you know, fits your needs. And that's what they end up doing. They kept going each number one, cleansing, helping the universe, you know, making it perfect. And they tag along the entire time to the point where they got so close that you can see the evolution of uh, Thanos fighting skills. He actually uses them because they're, you know, they're a hive mind. Uh, he actually uses them to train himself to get even more powerful. And then what you see with the Outriders and Wakanda, uh, the war in Wakanda, they're actually a mix between his blood and the Tatari tribe blood. And that's why they are so insane because they're like runts. He, he just made them to kind of like put him in the forefront and just let him go to get the one team weakened so that he can put the rest of the Tatari tribe in there. That was the whole plan. Huh, interesting. 
that's bonkers to me that like we have none of that. Like I you describe that and it feels like this is a completely different thing. Like they might as well be called something totally <laughs> like, different. I really it, the read is amazing because it, it breaks down why how he meets them, what was the reason and what was their purpose? And yeah. it breaks the whole thing down and why we got what we got. It's please read it. <laughs> I, I will put the link for it in the show notes so people can just yes. click on that, check it out. You can get on Amazon. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. 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 Cool. Wow. We do yeah. see uh, Tony put these bracelets on here covertly. These are uh, Colin Tot or Colin Tote bracelets. They are actually bracelets that um, you can buy. There, It's the, uh, the Mag Titan Enio Legend bracelet that is the specific one these are these magnetic bracelets that a lot of people wear kind of like um uh, it's it's kind of a quote medical device that some people uh say can improve your health um, because you're wearing these magnets and um on, on your wrist and so they uh, there's a whole variety of these but uh yeah their their website they have necklaces bracelets um, oh, all yeah, sorts of stuff that you can uh, you a lot of, a lot of athletes will wear these um, but yeah, these are actual um, bracelets that uh, you can find out there, and they're they're really not that expensive. So, in the scope of things that I've looked at that Tony has purchased uh, that he has laying around, this is actually <laughs> surprisingly affordable. Unlike uh, those glasses, man, those glasses. <sighs> yeah, uh, these all well, the the glasses that he's drinking with. No, that and the sunglasses that sunglasses. he wears. Oh yes, both are expensive sunglasses are a thing the glasses though this whiskey glass is actually not that expensive so if you want to buy a pair of them they're about 26 bucks on amazon they're called maketh the man crystal whiskey glasses i was surprised that he didn't whip out louis the 13th as the guy that is a billionaire he didn't have the billionaire whiskey yeah you know right. on the louis the 13th and it's like you're really well, I mean, they just moved in yeah. to the, <laughs> to the top level. Maybe they're still true. they're still rocking some IKEA like replacement furniture. And, and I was supplies. looking at his uh, his drink selection and stuff, and it was interesting because so many of them are just in decanters. So it's like I yeah. think that they, uh, unlike the first Iron Man, where you could go through his uh, the all yeah. the bottles on his shelf and you're like, okay, that's, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars that he has for all those. But this is like, you know, it's just the prop department said, here's just some colored water in a, in a bottle. Oh, <laughs> Don't have to worry which, about it. Which drives me insane. Cause I'm an Italian. So I see uh, the canter with the wine in it. And uh -huh. it's like, you're just going to leave open a wine that long. <laughs> like <in> dust. <laughs> You just gotta let it sit there. That's breathing. <laughs> it shouldn't breathe problem. that much. <laughs> it's breathing forever. Like just pour it out at this point. Like grab that. You're wasting a good bottle of wine for nothing. <laughs> like, gosh, it oh, bothered yes. me. But next so to funny. that, though, I w I was watching this minute. Next to that, there's a picture of Tony and Pepper and Iron Man Two and Monte Carlo. There's a little picture of them. I thought that was really cute, as that was like the blossoming of their relationship. Yeah, you can see right in the little corner. Yeah, I saw uh, that. I was like, oh, it. that's so nice that they have that picture of the two of them in there. That's mm -hmm. awesome. It's yeah. cute. Yeah, I said like, like that was the starting point. I was him like slowly catching some feelings. He was like, all right, I know you work for me, and this is probably not be good for HR, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's all HR. Yeah, darn HR. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm. But it's it's perfect. That's funny. It, it's a great little. 
moment that we have here, this whole exchange. And we haven't really even talked about it. I mean, one of the no. iconic lines of this particular minute is Loki saying, I have an army. And Tony's we response, we have a Hulk. I mean, talk about iconic lines yeah. from, from, I mean, geez, I think if you ranked probably like the top 10 lines from the entire uh, MCU, MCU. I, mean, I think yeah. probably Tony says a lot of them, but this yeah. has to be one of them. Like, I just feel like this is way up there. Did this end up in the trailer? Was this a trailer no, line? No, this was not. A I don't think line. it did, no, but it, it no. feels like it. It feels like it should have been. Maybe or maybe not. It feels like a giveaway to put in the trailer. Yeah, I would agree. But for me, it's this line was perfect because he didn't pick up his brother like oh, we have Thor. He brings up Hulk because the whole time in uh, in the copter he wanted Hulk to be controlled. That was his game. He wanted that. He wanted the Mad Green Man to be under his control so he can cause chaos. And he failed. He failed to do that thanks to Black Widow. So Tony loved to rub that in his face, be like, all right, you have an all army and that's cute. But we got the one thing that you couldn't get. That was your first mission. Well, and I, I think that the, uh, maybe secondary to that is the fact that this is the first time in the MCU we have a mention that this is a Hulk not the Hulk. Yes. <laughs> that that feels important to me for a couple of reasons, not the least of which we have no hint that other Hulks exist at this point in the MCU. Thunderbolt. <laughs> well, right. But but like is they never called a, like they never called Abomination a Hulk, right? No. Is that oh, is that um, what he's referring to? That we have I, one of two? Maybe. I mean, technically, he is in a weird way, but he's not. That's just not his name, in a sense. Right. And I, I think that, I mean, I, I think you're reading a little more into it than likely there was. I think the scripted is like, it's, they're, they're building the, the phrasing of it to, we have a blank, we have a blank. I, I just feel like it's part of the phrasing of it. Uh, I don't think it would have just it wouldn't have sounded as good if if Tony's response after, after Loki says, I have an army for Tony to say, we have Hulk. Well, the Hulk. We have the, the Hulk. Hulk. It's That's all true. about again, it's all about his articles, right? Like but again, articles it, matter. Yeah, it, it's uh, yeah. But at the same time, it's like it's is it an article or is it his name? Like when he changes, he's just Hulk, right? It's not like we have the Iron Man. I think he is Bruce Hulk, and you should start referring to him that way. <laughs> we have Bruce Hulk. <laughs> it's Bruce Hulk. <laughs> the hyphen. The little hyphen yes. in there. <laughs> Fix it for you. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I do. It's actually say, Hulk Banner. Bruce Hulk Banner. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Mr. Bruce Hulk Banner to you. Exactly. Mr. Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> I will say in this entire dialogue of him rubbing, you know, uh, threatening Loki, I love if you can listen to the voice change when he starts exiting the bar, where he's sent all cuddly and then he goes straight monotone. Yeah. And just yeah. like, then that, that threatening voice comes to play. And then the line which makes me laugh now watching is where there's no point of view where you come out and talk. And then Endgame happened. And it's like, well, technically he does. Yeah. <laughs> you just didn't know it. Mm -hmm. Thanks to your cleanliness. So. Yeah, interesting. It's an interesting uh, point with kind of the, the way that things change over the course of it. But, you know, I don't know. I guess in the scope of 
this story, you know, um, he doesn't come out on top of no. just this story. But it is his character to fail. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Which he he gets scared when Phil says that to him. And then when he's when Tony says it again, that's why his anger went, oh, I have an army. Like, OK, yeah, you think I fail. Well, I have an army. And that's why he says, well, we have a Hulk. Yeah. Because yeah. then Loki hears it again. But with Iron Man or with Tony, and he's like, great. Man, I got two people that think I'm not going to win this. I'm not going to prove this again. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and yeah, I mean, the very next thing, which we don't see in this minute, but will happen in tomorrow's minute. I mean, this, that's when he takes his scepter and tries to turn Tony. And and yeah, I think at this point in the conversation, I think there is some of that where it is that, um, you know, there is some fear behind loki's reactions to what tony is saying and so yeah just like tony he's constantly he's got the wheels turning into his head how can i use this to my advantage i i'll tap him with the scepter and i'll have him join me and so there's always those different things that he's doing and that's absolutely the next thing that he's working on here and the entire scene throughout he is terrified because one by one tony's knocking him down and and you know taking out all of his weaknesses and putting them on the playing field. He is just like, and, and he's not saying it verbally. He's, but, but he's doing it in a, in a weird way where he's wording it just perfect for Loki to pick up that he is now caught in the catch 22 and you're in huge trouble, kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I, I think it goes back to yesterday when, when Loki's wandering the bridge, <laughs> you know, yeah. like he's just wandering the, the, the tower. At that point, I sort of get the feeling that Loki would have loved to have seen or expected to see the Chitari pouring out of the sky and the battle happen around him. Right. And, and that's when you have Tony in this minute say, there is no throne. It kind of recalls for me that Loki may see Stark Tower as his throne yes. in this new world world order and he is being all of those assumptions are being tested now that he's being reminded that his brother and mr bruce hulk yes. and all of these people stand against him and that, that maybe he he's going to have to get involved at a level he didn't expect to get involved and hence we see him getting involved oh yeah it wish makes terrified yeah and that's actually a really interesting element here because um you know we will there will be a lot of this conversation about like now that the Jatari are about to show up and start in their invasion of earth, what is Loki going to do? And there is this element that makes you think his intentions are just to stand here and watch, but because of everything that's going to happen, he is going to have to get involved and he is going to have to really, um, you know, hop on those chariots and, and race around and try doing some stuff himself too. So there is, it, it does mean he is going to have to get his hands dirtier than he probably was intending. Yes. And like I said it from yesterday, what makes it terrifying thanks to that book that I mentioned many times, little that Loki you know, knows, he doesn't know that Thanos and the tribe made a deal. Yeah, right. That, right. that they, he was going to give him a, a warm-blooded planet. So does that mean, like I said, I think in my mind that Earth was going to be the planet that Thanos was going to give them. Yeah. And that means, in a sense, that well, he was just a pawn in his play, which he does mention in Infinity War, that he was just a pawn. Right. And that he meant nothing. And that's what even scarier. If Avengers did lose, what would have happened? Yeah. There still wouldn't be no throne. 
Yeah, right, exactly. And with the Chitari, like, do they kill everybody? Do they eat everybody? Like, do they use us as food? Do they use us as slaves? Like, yeah, what, do they, what is yeah, their does, Is that explored yeah. in the book, that the Chitari actually eat all their victims? <laughs> no, they don't. I mean, they are, they are like a bug, reptile, like, cyborg yeah. mix. Yeah, so right. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah like, right, right, right. But wow, giant cockroaches. Dark, dark yeah. story, dark, dark story. It's, but it's true. It, it's without Tony knowing, there is legitimately no throne for him. And yeah. he does learn that throughout his entire life that, you know, even now during Loki, it, the TV show, there's never a spot for him. No, he never no learned. No, no, no. no. And he has to accept that. And that's hard for him to do. And that's why he gets so angry in this scene. Yeah. And you can see it. The blood is, you know, the blood's starting to boil. Like, if you're on temper, <laughs> and it's going to go medium. And then, boom, all the hands off deck. Yep, exactly. Oh. Awesome. Any last things with this minute, or should we wrap this episode up? The only thing I didn't mention is that in the Tsar Tower, the uh, rock material is actually called uh, Umpire Rock, which is the same material in Central Park, because I used to live in New York. And really? I noticed that. I did. You're talking about the like the floor or the like No, like where he walks in that balcony, see all those yep. walls and Oh, the walls, sure. That's called Umpire Rock, which is the one of the most heaviest materials in New York. Uh and we are grounded on that. It's a lot of it yeah. on the level. Yeah. He uses. That's as fantastic. the Dark Tower is the grounding point of New York City. Uh-huh. Like Look at I that. love that. That is Look very cool. Look at what you just did. I know. That's amazing. I try. It's all those little uh, details, though, that I think makes these fun to explore when the when you find those sorts of things out. So very cool. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Little it's bit perfect. Yeah. Also, it's perfect for even Bertoni, as he also is the rock and hold of the Avengers. Yeah. Just think about it. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, ta- uh, Taylor, thank you so much for joining <laughs> us again today. You're coming back, right? When are you coming oh, yeah. back? Oh gosh, I think for one thirty two and one one thirty and one thirty two. Yeah, we've got yes. you for two more episodes. Ooh. So, okay. Right toward the very end of things. So very yeah, much looking forward yes. to those. End of stuff stuff. <laughs> Love um, it. Cannot wait. Remind everybody again about uh, what you're doing over on Twitch. So I do Marvel Mondays with Marvelous Tay, which I break down TV shows, movies to make it easier for people that don't understand or they're lost. I help you understand because it's very confusing right now in this phase of Kang's destiny. <laughs> yeah. It's very confusing. Not just Kang's des- uh, destiny and or dynasty, but uh, his destiny. Like what is going to happen to the character in Ooh, uh, the yeah. real life, in the real world. So Ugh. we Ooh. shall see. Ooh. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Well, uh, check that out over on Twitch TV, everybody. Uh, we'll be back with uh, with Taylor. As we said, in minute 130, we'll have a different guest tomorrow. Um, so, Pete, thanks as always. Tomorrow, you guys, we're going to talk about Andy's breathtaking performance issues, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, true believers. <laughs> Marvel Movie Minute is a production of True Story FM, engineering by Andy Nelson. This season's music is Message to the World by Anthony Vega, and this season's show art is by Winston Yabo. Find the show at truestory.fm. If your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, please consider doing that for our show. <laughs>